What's the half sound that hops? Got yeast and speech. This the molten hour where we talk about our drink and tell you what we think every other week. And if we get drunk, well, we might slur our speech. Got the gift of gab, the friends you wish you had. Join us for a drink, join us for a laugh. Time is never wasted, where you getting wasted? The molten hour here, people, people take your places. People, people take your places. One day I'm going to learn how to play piano, just like that intro. Welcome to another episode of The Melting Hour. I am Tony Golick. And I am Brandon Winninger. And we are your hosts for this show about beer, homebrewing, and beer. All three of those topics. <laughs> That's what we discuss every week. And if you don't know that, now you know. <laughs> I would say an absent fourth would be like local businesses. Yeah. No, you're right. A lot of it ties into breweries, though, but... You know, we have friends that have businesses, so we kind of talk about that, too. So. Yeah, we do talk about a lo- lot of local stuff. Uh, we talk about food a lot. We yes. go on rambles about uh, personal things. Um, it's really just a show that you and I record while drinking. Pretty much. Pretty cool. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. And, hey, at uh, least we stay like with a style or a yeah, particular there's, subject. There, yeah, there's a... Uh, uh, <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Um, what is it? What's the word? What, I, I can't even think of it. There's like a, a there's a theme. There's at least yes, a theme, yes. a constant, something that that is is uh, driving this show, other than us. And this episode, the driving force is a show or a topic you and I have talked about doing for a little while since we started the show. Yes, totally. Which is Wisconsin's very own New Glarus. That was actually the sound of angels singing. <laughs> happy that we're drinking New Glarus. I'm happy we're drinking New Glarus. I'm always happy to drink New Glarus. I'm never not happy drinking New Glarus. Um, I don't remember the... F- well, no, I do remember the first time I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know, um, New Glarus is a brewery in Wisconsin, in New Glarus, Wisconsin. You don't say. Yeah, weird how that works. Um they opened oh man i just i was doing all my research i forgot when they opened up bottles are all over there but they are uh one of the i want to say coolest breweries to uh, craft breweries to ever uh be imagined um i was i was listening to the watching a short video today about deb and dan who uh own run and operate new glarus and how they started where they started from and uh, to get to where they're at now, having basically two uh, facilities where they brew, package, and distribute uh, their beer. And, uh, you know, it's only available in Wisconsin. They made that uh, decision a long time ago <clears throat> because uh, they tried coming to Chicago. And apparently, uh, Deb did not care for the way the business was done in Chicago. And did they try to come? Yeah, apparently it was here for a short amount of time. And then she yanked it all back. She was like, not today losers and it helped them out because they were able to grow uh much larger uh just distributing in wisconsin and taking care of it there well i feel like doing that i mean it it creates that cult following Mm -hmm. you know um and they haven't they haven't even broached like minnesota or like michigan like but what's funny about new glarus is like every once in a while you'll see People will post in like the you know beer groups on Facebook or whatever. Like, hey, this place you know in West Town of Chicago has New Glarus you know on their shelf with a price point of like double what yeah. it normally costs. And I'm like, yeah, it's because it's illegal yeah. and they're trying to pay for the fine they're going to get. <laughs> exactly. And it's it's you know just especially living in Chicago. How long does it take you to get to the border to buy some of this? Um. So it took me. I guess if you calculated the entire amount of time, it would have been an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. So it's really not that hard to go and get New Glarus. Um, Jeff, uh, my neighbor Jeff. Yes. And your friend Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) One of our favorite guests. Yeah, one of our favorite guests. Only 10 Sorry, Clark. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He uh, and and his family, they they have spotted a cow at the house regularly. They have family that live up in Wisconsin. Their daughter, Christina. That's her favorite beer, Spotted Cow. Um, and actually, two of the beers that we're drinking today, uh, she purchased uh, for me to drink. And nice. I brought them here to drink <laughs> with, with you. Uh, but let's uh, let's talk about the first beer that we're drinking, which, uh, you know, as, as people who are listening to this show, I'm sure you're very well aware of. 
is their like best selling beer. It's a flagship, probably. Yeah. Uh, well, so they're so I was. Uh, it's not. It, it came later. Okay. Well, it is. I mean, I would say it's it's, it's definitely part. It's part of their Thumbprint series, which is yeah. just their regular. Uh, right. That's the Thumbprint's all their uh, regularly brewed beers. No, no? Thumbprint's like their. Oh, you're beers. right. My bad. My bad. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's. Spotted Cow, when I was watching this documentary, it came out a little later after they had already they had won a prize and they had to go to London. I forget what beer they won for. Shit, but they won it. And then they, the story is that she saw these sheep running around uh, when they were driving around London. They saw the sheep everywhere. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I wonder if people come to Wisconsin and, and come to see the cows all over Wisconsin. You know, like, what's the Spotted Cow? And they actually came, she came up with that name first before Dan actually brewed it. Um, and he was trying to just, he kept going back and forth about what kind of beers that they want, <laughs> what do you want to do? And then he decided, you know, to, to go with the rustic roots of, you know, back in 1850, how would beer be brewed? Like, you know, they would, they. That's an interesting concept. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. And that's how they came up because it's a farm, uh, farmhouse beer. So it's, you know. Yeah. Basically, it's got the uh, makeup. Well, not basically, but I, I, I believe the makeup of this, uh, the grain bill, is very straightforward. It's like a, a lager, but not. You know what I mean? It's by no means does it taste like a lager, but it's very clean. And if you were to brew, uh, try to copy that style back in 1850, where you can't do a pilsner, where because you're not going to be able to. Farmers aren't lagering; they have no way to keep it cold. So this was the best uh, thing that they could do. And yeah. No, so, really. so I was going to say, so according to their site, it they they classify it as a farmhouse ale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and I taste... Um, it means it was made in a farmhouse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cows and everything. I always... I, Fermented on hay. <laughs> the, mm. the first time mm. I ever had it... Oh, it's got a straw color. Uh, the first time I ever had it, it reminded me of um, like a cream ale, almost. Um, when I think of farmhouse ales, it's not what I think of... But, but in the video also, by the way, the video is on New Glarus's webpage. If you guys want to know, it's it's the tale of a spotted cow. It's like 40 minutes long. It's also a DVD they sell. It's, a, it's really good. It was a really good uh, yeah. thing to watch. Um, and uh, a, it's, it's a very simple, as Dan said, it's a very simple beer that's also very complex. Like the, the grains and the hops that they used. So the, he said very expensive hops. He didn't give away what it was that he used. But uh, Smart. Yeah, everybody that I know that drinks craft beer or is even who doesn't drink craft beer or just a beer person wanting to try something new has had spotted cow and likes spotted cow. My wife likes spotted cow, <laughs> you know, and, and, and she's someone who's grown further away from beer as I've grown closer. That's <laughs> uh, funny how that worked out. Thanks, Laura. Um, but yeah, the, uh, what's your first experience with spotted cow or new glarus? I should, well, let's, do New Glarus then, and if it's spotted. Honestly, I don't. So I'm trying to think back. Um, I think I was just at a party, and some people from Wisconsin had come in, and they brought, you know, New Glarus stuff. And I think it kind of was a combo of like, "Hey, try this," it was which was spotted cow, um, and you know, here's this brewery from Wisconsin. I'm like, what? Whatever. So I tried it, and I was like. Holy cow! It's it's a solid beer. Holy cow! Well, and it, and it was like a party where you're drinking like Miller Lite or like you know domestic crap, you know right. domestic stuff. Uh, <laughs> I almost said crap, but then I almost said it was a combination so of craft and crap. crap. Yeah. Um, but anyways, <laughs> domestic, <laughs> domestic craft beer, which is a thing. It's just craft beer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was kind of my experience. Was somebody brought it and I I tried it and I was like, well, this is solid. Um, and then. I'm trying to think the next one that I had. Uh, it was another, like I had, uh, I was dating somebody at the time that had lived near, like closer to the Wisconsin border. And they had friends that would go there all the time and just kind of bring stuff back. And that might have been the first time, I think it was, I think it's called Blacktop. Mm-hmm. And they had talked about this before. Yeah. But yeah, Blacktop was like the coffee IPA. Or the uh, Black IPA, I think is what it is, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think so. But it was a Black IPA. Yeah, Black yeah. IPA. But I, it may have been... No, no, it was a black IPA. You're yeah. right. Um, so I had that, and I was like, oh, man, that's tasty. Uh, and then I had made a trip to Wisconsin, and I got into the Thumbprint series. Um, and I, there, was, there was like a double IPA, and I can't remember the name of it now because I haven't seen it in a while. Um, <laughs> but then I got into like all the, you know, the you know, 
the Belgian red and all that other stuff. Yeah, they're um, actually I was when I was on their webpage today, uh, looking at their our beer selection. Um, they had a section where you could vote for your favorite beers, and I, I don't remember where it's at. And I was looking through all these beers that I had no idea they had ever made. There was uh, you know, an Irish stout, a chocolate stout, a cherry stout, uh, an imperial saison, which I vaguely remember, but I had never oh. tried it. Okay. But an imperial hefeweizen, which I think maybe I tried with Mike sometime. Mike, you'll have to confirm that with me. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, there's just so many beers. I remember my first experience with New Glarus. I was living with some friends, and I'm not going to... The friends, I can say their names. Uh, but I'm not going to name the bar, because I don't want anyone to get in trouble. But I went to... We lived above a bar. <laughs> and when we uh, went to go downstairs to hang out, they had informed us that the name of this beer was the name of the bar, but beer. So, okay. They're like, actually... It's spotted a cow, and we drive up to Wisconsin, and by kegs of it, we just put it on tap and call it this beer, which is the name of the bar. Uh, so we actually had access to it on tap below our apartment for a while while we lived there for uh, about a year, which was super cool. Yeah. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that was my first experience with um, spotted cow. And then as far as the other beers go, I want to say the second one that I ever tried probably the belgian red or one of the other fruited beers uh serendipity or uh i forget what other ones they got but yeah so and that was and then i started you know anytime you go up to wisconsin i remember getting scream the triple ipa i think it rains right screaming ipa or something like that scream is the triple ipa that was the thumbprint one that i got into yes that one's really good uh and then we went to the brew fest up at the great lakes brew fest got to try staghorn um, two women, um, and their their Oktoberfest, all their beers. I've I've still yet to have a bad beer from New Glarus, and I don't think I ever will. So it don't sounds, try to prove me wrong. So it sounds like uh, just perusing their website quick that they're the black top that I love mm-hmm. is no longer in production. Oh, it's under the beers we have known and loved section. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot in that uh, area. Uh, the, yeah, unfortunately, more that's in more than that's in the other areas of like stuff we're currently making. Well, and I like that some of these other beers that are available now. If I'm not mistaken. Again, I think like the 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 Wisconsin Cherry. I don't think that was a year round beer, and they made it. They finally made it a year round beer, or they they they, they it graduated the to a year. Yeah, the Belgian Red. Yeah, the Wisconsin Belgian Red. Um, that I don't, I just I'm that that to me is like cherry Jolly Ranchers, like liquid cherry Jolly Ranchers. It's so good. Uh, it's one of my favorite beers, and I'm really happy that it's in the 12 ounce format instead of the those big 750 milliliter bottles, which is cool, you know, to share. But it's nice, to, you know, just to crack one of those. And I normally split those with somebody just because it's 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 a sweet beer, and it really does taste like Jolly Ranchers. I love it, but. The yeah. cherry tart's good, too. Have I had the cherry tart? I don't think Probably. so. Maybe. That's one thing I'm going to miss about the Great Lakes Brewfest this year is drinking all that New Glarus beer uh, and coming back home with some New Glarus beer. So I still got the still got a coffee stout from this year in my refrigerator. Nice. Yeah, that was... That was a fun fest. <laughs> Sorry. I was like... But I was in, in my head, I was thinking, I was like, well... Like, we weren't going to get to pour this year anyway. So I'm like, oh, it's mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. It's all around sad. Uh, it is. We didn't get to pour last year either. No. We had our one year. One and done. To fame and like. It sucks. We were so close to, you know, just making it a regular thing for the first We were so close to just dominating that event every oh, year. And like, it would have been so good. Just getting bigger and better. Better equipment. Which I think we have a jockey box sitting around somewhere in a member's house. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, so Spotted Cow is, you know, if, if if you know someone who is maybe on the fence about craft beer uh, or not trying, you know, not even craft beer, but trying new beer, and you have the opportunity to introduce them uh, to something new and something that is easy to drink, 
Spotted Cow, to me, has always been that type of beer. It's a good beer to introduce to uh, someone who might not be I agree. Uh, very much into craft beer. But anyway. I, I agree 100%. Oh, man, I'm so belchy. So our next beer up to bat is uh, <laughs> the Two Women Lager. Um, I don't think there's anything really written on the last one, but there's a whole description on the side of this one. There probably is something on the Spotted Cow. You know I'll grab it in case I need to read it. Is there, there is. Yeah. Well, we didn't read it, so should we read it? Yeah. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, how about this? I'll do Spotted Cow first okay. since that was, that's what we just had. So every drop of Wisconsin's original farmhouse ale is artisan brewed and bottled by the hardworking employee owners of New Glarus Brewing Company right here in little New Glarus, Wisconsin. Spotted Cow adheres to the... Oh, I hate trying to say right. Hikes boat. Uh, the german purity law using only four hand selected and natural ingredients yeast hops water and malted barley we allow yeast to remain in the bottle to enhance the fullness of flavor so it's naturally cloudy expect this ale to be fun fruity and satisfying you know you're in wisconsin when you see the spotted cow only wisconsin daniel and deborah carey which by the way we should start cultivating the yeast from the bottle if we can You will be mine. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You will be mine. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, the Spotted Cow uh, bottle label. Um, so we're, we're transitioning now into the two women lager. Ladies. No, two women. Not two ladies. <laughs> I know. I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I know that. So the thing about... Um, <laughs> anyways, so... <laughs> What's happening to this show? You got a lot of editing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So for this one, uh, let me get on my reading. Start the sentence again. Let me get on my reading voice. Four thousand years before Christ, Sumerian women (laughs) created the divine drink of beer. Viking women brewed in Norse society. European alewives were so successful as cottage brewers they were taxed. How dare! Artisanal women lost their domination of the daily ritual of brewing during the Industrial Revolution. Today's brewing trade is controlled by men. Jerks. The collaboration of two craft companies, both led by women, New Glarus Brewing and Wireman Malting, is unique. You hold the result to women. A classic country lager brewed with Wireman's floor malted Bohemian malt and Hollertow Mittelfrau hops, mm, mm. a tempting and graceful classic lager found only in Wisconsin. Daniel and Deborah Carey. <laughs> 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 www.nuclearsbrewing.com. Hey, can you read the government warning now on the side, too? I think we used to do that in the old episodes. <laughs> do we? Yeah. According to the Surgeon okay. General. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember when I tried this for the first time. I was not very much into lagers at that point. It was, I drink craft beer now, so I only drink IPAs and, and stouts, and that's it. And and anything else that's not that, it sucks. Yep. Because, you know, that's how a lot of us kind of started. We got away from Yellow Fizzy Beer and wanted to try something different, and when we found it, we didn't want to go back to the lagers. Yeah. Now, I fucking love this beer. Yeah, that was, so... I said, yep, like a couple times. But anyways, yeah. it was, I was trying to interject. But yeah. that is a big thing is like yeah. you associate a lager with, you know, the traditional domestic big beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard for me. It is hard to separate it. Like if I go somewhere and I'm looking for a craft beer and I see lager, like yeah. I traditionally will shy away from that. I will look yeah. for something different. You know, and I mean, like IPAs aren't different, but like if it's an IPA I've never had, or double IPA, or triple IPA, or like a stout, you know, I'll go that route. But I always forget that you know these craft loggers. I mean, as as much as they're similar, mm. they're completely different. Yeah, correct. I, I I think I had this. I may have told this story again in the show already, but I've had a conversation before about you know why would I buy craft loggers when I can get, you know, mass produced loggers that I already enjoy over a cheaper price. Quantity over quality, unfortunately, uh, is mainly where that goes. So it really takes, and maybe that's shitty of me, but I'm just being honest. Like <clears throat> I remember I had uh, Bell's um, Lager of the Lakes and I liked it. 
it was good. You can tell it was, it, there, it was different. You know, there's a, there's a hot bite to it. And then someone gave me some other like mass produced lager and I was doing side by side. And I'm like, yeah, there's a difference. But at the end of the day, I, I, I didn't really prefer one over the other. And I feel like lager is just kind of straightforward uh, for me of the flavors that I get. Maybe that's, you know, my dumb palate. But you know, there's there's there other types of you know lager type beers that I really like. But if just like a regular like American lager, it doesn't really matter. But this this one in particular, um, and I'm trying to think, who oh you know any I've I've had some lagers recently from Metropolitan and Dovetail, which not American lagers, Dovetail obviously. But uh, those types of lagers I really like. Those are those while I will seek out as well as as this. But um, you know, give me some high life, baby. Well, and that's a that's a big thing though. Is like if you're going to do a logger, you have to do it well. Yeah. Uh, and they have done it well. Yeah. It's, there's there's no um, there's no like skunky after uh, taste uh, in my mouth from drinking this. No, and it's not it's not even it's not bitter. It's not it's not overly sweet. It's it's yeah. You know, it's it's kind of a nice balance of uh, you know getting that. Kind of malty flavor and a hint of sweetness and the fruitiness from the yeast and everything. It's 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 really nice. It's I could drink this a lot. <laughs> yeah, and if, if this was if this was regularly available in Chicago, sorry, I feel like I've cut you off twenty okay. times in a row now. Um, if this was readily available in Chicago, I live just a little bit closer to Wisconsin. Even though I know we just said an hour fifteen minutes, I almost almost prefer this over spotted cow oh I even a, even after my giant rant of how much i don't want to pay for craft loggers no i like if i had a choice i would this over spotted cow yeah just There's, because it's it's a, to me it's a little more full-bodied mm-hmm. yes that exactly and i feel like so with spotted cow like don't get me wrong i feel like i could just drink that all day like if it was a hot day i get to there i could just drink spotted cow spotted cow all day and then Spotted, like crap. spotted cows, like yeah. Simon Cowell. Yeah, I will. I will feel <laughs> Dressed like, as a cow. I, I don't want to say I'll feel like crap at the end of the day, but I drink a, a crap ton of beer, and like it's just because I wanted to drink it. Yeah. Um, this I can drink and continually enjoy. Yeah, I, I I I agree, and I think that with I'm looking it up right now, which maybe that do they don't do they put their AVBs in their bottle? I don't think they do. Oh, I found it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's a pale lager. It's five percent ABV, so it's really quite. I mean, it's it's not it's not crazy. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm looking at all my friends that have checked it in, and everybody's really giving it uh, high praise. Yeah, a pale lager is something I haven't tried to do yet. I tried to you know do the American light lager. Um, Mike's done his lager, which is very tasty. I think it ended up being more of a. Ooh, <laughs> I won't break this chair, I promise. Um, I think Mike ended up just doing not a light lager, but a standard American lager. Okay. But uh, at 5%, so it's a little higher than your standard American lager that you'd be drinking. Uh, but I agree with you. There is a nice body to it. Uh, hot day, ice cold, slamming these all day long. I could do that with Spotted Cow, but I think it would feel more, much more full. Yeah. Well, I feel like I would enjoy this and drink less of it. Like I would, you know, drink it longer, like sip it longer versus Spotted Cow. I feel like I can just kick those back. Ah, because interesting. It, the the mouthfeel on Spotted Cow is not as heavy. Yeah. Um, it goes down a lot easier. I would say. It, again, it's we're talking. It's very uh, a very minuscule difference. But I feel like with Spotted Cow, like I could just throw that back. There's more, you know. There's more floralness. And it's not even a lot, but there's I get a, a lot more floralness in the in the taste of this. Um, even in the that slows me down. In the aroma would slow me down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like for me, I'd be now. I wish I would have saved some spotted cow. Um, next time when I, we gotta remember if we ever I can open another one. <laughs> yeah. side of but we still got some beer to drink. Again, <laughs> um, and, and, and they're t- I mean they're two completely different type of styles of beer it's just obviously we're we're you and i are comparing them because they're both easy to drink and where would you end up you know i i, I think man, i don't know 
we'll do a drinking contest one day between you and I of which how many we're gonna knock back in one sitting and who feels more full and bloated at the well, end. You have to remember one was also made in a farm. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Ooh, interesting. This mm. one doesn't have the hay and cow taste to it. <laughs> but <laughs> but the color is beautiful, just like straw. Uh, and you know, obviously, no, with the color this, on this one's awesome too. Yeah, with this one being a lager, it's uh, nice and clear. I'm looking at it, I can see all the way, you know, to the little bit of head that's left now, on it. Now, is this unfiltered? No, uh, spotted cow is unfiltered. Correct. Because um, I was you... like, this one's like super clear. Mm-hmm. Like for a craft beer, being this clear is pretty awesome. Yeah, I've come across a lot of those lately, and maybe I'm just noticing it more because of all the hazy beers that I buy, like those big, you know, orange juice-looking yeah. double dry hop beers, which I love. Uh, but some of the other ones that I bought recently, I'm like... Fermented with flour. With <laughs> flour. Ooh, the old Clark Fetridge move. <laughs> um, give away your secret again. <laughs> the Some of these other beers, uh, double IPA that I got from 18th Street, uh, King Reaper, I think is what it's called. <laughs> That one is, is, is pretty clear from what I remember. And same thing with the Your Wish is Granted from Hot Butcher. That is also pretty clear. So it's, 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 I think I'm noticing clear beer is looking a little bit more clear perspective-wise because of all the hazy beers yeah. that I drink. I can see that. Very well, Brandon, I already know. I'm not going to ask. I think it's time to take a break. <laughs> am I right? How yes, close am I? Is. How close am I? How close am I this time? 28 minutes. 20 and a half minutes. I don't even know what's gonna play, but we're right back. smells like apple juice not in a uh, off <clears throat> aroma or off uh, flavor no to the point where like if somebody gave this to me and told me it was a cider i wouldn't i think yeah like that's not it's not dry like a cider though no no it's it's good body to it sweet juicy almost like it's almost got like an ipa mouthfeel mm-hmm. but like sure i can see that yeah. And it's unfiltered. Yeah, look, it's hazy, it, dude. Yeah, it looks nice. like apple juice. It does. And we're back <laughs> with well, another. We're not with another. It was the same episode. We are back. <laughs> we're back with another episode that is continuing from the break. <clears throat> and uh, if you're just joining us in the second half, welcome. You might want to go back and listen to the first half, because we've been talking yeah. about New Glarus beers. Duh. We started with uh, Spotted Cow and Two Women Lager. And Brandon, what have we made our way to? We are now into the Berliner Apfel. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell the folks what that's all about? Well, first, like, I would love to clone <laughs> no. this fucking, like, yeah. to do this would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, going to, if we're going to reading the description of the, of the bottle. Yeah, by the way, this will be not a, not a quick conversation on this beer, but I'm almost done with what I poured. Yeah, well, I mean. I should have so, brought two bottles. <laughs> so, yeah, so the previous two bottles we had, we had one each. Um, and then this bottle we split. So, reading the bottle, some people paint, some sing. Others write, I brew, Daniel Carey. A few times a year, we cut Dan loose to brew whatever thought, he chooses. I thought that was just the description. Nope. That was going to be it. 
A few times a year, we cut Dan loose to brew whatever he chooses, always handcrafted. The bottle you hold is brewed for the adventurous soul. This is a very limited edition, and we make no promises to ever brew this style again. Ooh, threatened. <laughs> Inspired by Berliner, F- Berliner Fairies. Mm. Dan sourced Wisconsin fresh apples from the Kickapoo Valley. Kickapoo. He crushed the 2018 harvest and nurtured a spontaneous fermentation for one year to create this enchanted Berliner apple. Jesus. Sparkling bubbles prance with effervescent notes of green apples and pear. Yeah, that's right. I think it, that, is, that is 100% accurate. That is like the description. This is a delicate creation to, to delight the senses. A brewer's alchemy of barley and apples magically creates the palest golden beer imaginable to sparkle as sunlight dances. Thank you for supporting the arts. Daniel Double Craig. Deborah Craig. Carrie. <laughs> Carrie. Daniel, oh, I said Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Daniel Craig. Oh, man, that guy's awesome. James Bond. <laughs> Daniel and Deborah Carrie. <laughs> edit, edit. Only in Wisconsin. <laughs> it doesn't say that, though. Son of a bitch. This bottle does not say only in Wisconsin. Well, I'm going to look for that at Jewel when I go shopping. Um, yeah, this this one I had never had before. Uh, Jeff's daughter, Christina, brought some of these back a couple weeks ago, and she just brought me some again today, which was very awesome. So, uh, Brandon, just know that there's another bottle with your name on it, buddy. Sweet. Speak- this is delicious. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of which, I still have that... Uh, Dino S'mores coffee for us. Oh, yeah. I haven't forgotten. Um, but yeah, this this beer, when I... She, so I tried two beers with her, Nectar and this one. They both have this apple type flavor. This one, clearly, with it being an apple beer, basically, um, it's... Man, it's... It, I, the description really sums it up. Like, the apple, the pear, and like you were saying... It's kind of got like an IPA mouthfeel to it. And they said sparkling bubbles, but I'm going to go back in here real quick. A little bit. Yeah, and I think maybe that's... See, that's weird. Like you were saying, when you said IPA mouthfeel, I, I think I knew what you meant. There was like a good body to it. Yep. Uh, and But those little bubbles, now that I'm trying it, it's it's still kind of there. And maybe it's because the juice like mm-hmm. from the apples in there. But I mean... It, it just tastes like apple and pear. Yeah. And that's what I love about New Glarus's, the New Glarus fruit beers. All of them are like what they say they are. It is like straight up, if if you're expecting fruit, you are going to get fruit. Every single one of them. They're, they're, just, they're just so good and they're really refreshing. And I feel like I get more pear than anything. Yeah. Like, I get the apple, like, it's the first, like, kind of hit, and then it's just straight pear, like, the rest. Yeah, it's like, you know, and the smell. And that's awesome. I smell apple. The first taste is apple. Then there's the pear that's kind of, like, like full taste. But now the aftertaste in my mouth is, like, when you after you've eaten, like, a Granny Smith apple. Like, yeah. a green apple. It's just kind of lingering in my mouth yep. right now. No, I, I completely agree. Now, let's see. Um, let's go to my untapped app in... Double check this as well. Not double check, but actually look at it because I'm not sure what the ABV on this is. I'm always surprised when I try these uh, beers from them that like, oh, that's that's it, or wow, that's a lot. Yeah, Berliner Apfel. Yeah, this is 4.2 percent. Apparently, I've never checked this in. Interesting. But Brandon, you have three seconds did. ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, it's so good, and it is available right now. I know that much because uh, I was able to get some. And if I get a chance to go up to Wisconsin or decide to take a trip up to Wisconsin, I think I'm going to grab some more of these to, to hold on to. Um, nectar, which I didn't bring, which you and I can can share that uh, another time as well. I'm just holding on to a whole bunch of beers for you right now on the side door of my beer fridge. Good. It's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> welcome to my house. Um, yeah, that, that one is also equally as good. It has an apple taste to it, but that one also has some honey, and I think I don't know, it's orange blossom honey or something like that. It's that that sweetness from honey is in there, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about this Apfel Berliner Weiss. Yes. Or Berliner Apfel. Yep. So man, yeah, I, I it would be nice to figure out a way to brew something like this to have that spontaneous fermentation uh, from the apples and I 
Well, and for I think, a year, man. Yeah. I mean, Berliners take a long time to do anyway. Yeah, and I think that's probably the key is juicing the apples and doing this whole thing, like, like ju- getting like, that spontaneous fermentation off of that. Yeah, I'd be curious to know, like, if that fermentation then played a part into like they brewed a base beer, tossed that in there, and like, you know, yeah, what what exactly happened when? Why'd you do it this way? <laughs> Why are you so good? Like this, I think. Like my wife would love this. Like totally. Yeah, I've got I've got uh, five of these left. I think now. So yeah. they come in four packs, uh, just like the Serendipity, the uh, Rhubarb, yeah. the Scream IPA, the Wisconsin Belgian Cherry. Yeah. All those those fun beers that yeah. they make, and your your wife likes cider, so yeah, she uh, I believe she took a sip of this one as well, and she really liked it. Yeah, <clears throat> she thought it was really good. So if we can just figure that out, or if we can you know just uh, go up there and be like, hey, can you just show us how you did this? That'd be really <laughs> cool. How many apples do we need for a five gallon batch? Yeah, and by the way, a if lot. you have not been up there, like, and I think they've won awards for this, like being like one of the most sanitary breweries, and I've you know I've gone in there and just like walk through and just how clean it is everything like the tour area like you know you walk through you go to see the brewery and it's just like it's a production that is like set in stone and they are like there isn't shit all over the place it's like they know what they're doing and they're doing it well yeah doing it doing it doing it doing well. well yeah that was also part of that documentary talked about like the sanitary and how clean uh dan when he was a kid when he would go on road trips with his family and they'd stop at breweries and he was just impressed by that. He's a science and engineering <clears throat> guy. Um, so that's his, his mind frame. Uh, so all that stuff is, is very important to them. But yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a great beer. I'm glad that, uh, you got a chance to have this. I'm glad I got a chance to yeah. try it. Thanks to Jeff's daughter, Christina. Totally delicious. Yeah. That's a good one. And at 4.2%, I mean, that is a beer I can drink on its own. Normally the fruited beers, I'm like, nah, I, I don't really want a whole lot except for my fruited sour because it's only 2%. Um, <laughs> this and the Belgian cherry. Um, this this one is one I can have one or two of them before I'm like, okay, I don't need to drink a whole Yeah. Lot. And I was going to say, like, if I was ranking them, like, as a, like, flavor profile-wise, this is probably my favorite so far. Yeah. But, like, drinkability... I'm kind of in the same camp. Yeah. Like, after about two of these... It's like, I really don't know if I want another one. It, it's... The sweetness gets to you. Yeah. It will it would be a lot after a while. Yeah. It's... it's yeah, we, we... I think, what was it, like five episodes ago, we said we were going to do a ranking uh, of the 212 or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the third time I'm mentioning it. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll remember it. But we're, this isn't a show about ranking. It's more just about, you know, the beers themselves drinking. and drinking. Yeah. You know, us talking about it. And you listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. We really do appreciate it. Um, and Brandon, thank you for revamping uh, and actually creating a themaltinghour.com now instead of it just going to SoundCloud. I finally checked it out on an actual computer instead of on my phone, and it was way more user-friendly um, only because, you know, we're still transitioning and figuring that out. Actually, why don't you, why don't you start with the pour there? He just opened... I'll, I'll read the, the bottle on this one. I haven't had this beer in a while um this one oh man that is nice looking this one last time i had it uh friends of ours brought it over for our housewarming and it was already aged for a couple years and then i sat on it for at least two more years so i think it was like a four or five year uh bottle of serendipity from new glarus it's the happy accident fruit ale so here we go wow this is a lot more to read. <laughs> I should have given this one to you. Here we go. So it's the it starts off with the same thing. <laughs> some people paint, some sing, others write. I brew. Daniel Craig, James Bond. I mean Daniel Carey, New Glarus. <laughs> uh, same thing. A few times a year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get down to the bottom. Here we go. Severe drought. We shared the farmers. Horror as Wisconsin's cherry crop failed. Dan bought what cherries he could. The apple crop farmers. Man, I need glasses, I think. Fared better. Thank you. Oh, are you reading the same thing? (laughs) Yep. Okay, thanks. Uh, Fared better. 
Then joy. joy. Okay, maybe you should just read it. Fuck me. A grand Wisconsin cranberry harvest. What will Dan brew with apples, cranberries, and cherries? Oh my. <laughs> you hold the happy accident of Wisconsin's favorite fruit age oh, in an shit. in an in oak with an almost magical wild fermentation. Serendipity is a wondrous celebration that sparkles your senses and dances across your palate. I'm a kaleidoscope of flavor discovered by accident in a sour ale. Okay. I'm getting old. My eyes are, are not not what they used to be. For very small letters that are far away. Man, I was not very nice about my first check-in about this beer. Really? Interesting. Uh, let's see. When did I check this in? Ooh, six years ago. October 1st, uh, 2014. I said, reminds me of Welch's sparkling grape juice. Ooh. And I gave it a 2.5. What a dick. Now, it's time to rectify that shit. Kind of smells like Welch's sparkling grape. <laughs> I don't mean that in a negative. Actually, it doesn't. I smell cherries. Yeah. Whoa. That tastes more cherry than anything. Yep. It reminds me of the the the, the cherry red. They're, they're Belgian cherry red. Yeah, so it is apples, cranberries, and cherries. But yeah, man, those cherries just power through. Wow, I uh, don't remember it tasting like this. And I am going to re... Well, I'm not going to change that check-in. But checking it in this time... Yeah. Gosh, hold on. This is the grossest part of the the shows. (laughs) Listen to a sip. Yeah, and then swish around in our mouths. And it's all... Um... It's cherry, John Rancher, cranberry. Yes. I don't get apple. I do get cranberry in the end. But that cherry Jolly Rancher, like I was talking about from the Belgian, the Wisconsin Belgian Red. Is it called Wisconsin Belgian Red or just the Belgian Red? Uh, well, I think it says Belgian Red. I, no, it's Wisconsin Belgian Red. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I was going to check my untapped app and see what I had checked it in. Yep, Wisconsin Belgian Red, which I think I gave. I was like, no, I've got a bottle somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, man, I checked this. The first time I had that was July 18th, 2014. So, whoa, almost six years to the day. It's the last time I had the Cherry Red. Damn, should have had it. And the picture is uh, me drinking it on Vito's backyard. Um, Yeah, this, this... does not I, I don't remember it tasting like this, yeah. and I am very happy with the way this tastes. There's a lot of cherry, a bit of cranberry, maybe underlying apple somewhere in there. I'm going to go back in. I mean, I think like cherry and cranberry are so dominant flavors. Yeah. Like, Maybe the, the sweetness from apples, I guess. Probably. I'm thinking of, or maybe we can't taste the apple so well. Because of we had the apple. Well, I'm saying like cranberries and cherries can be tart. Yeah. So the sweetness I think we're getting is from the apples. I feel a little burn in my chest that I get sometimes from cranberry juice uh, from years of not taking care of like acid reflux and drinking drinking double IPAs for like three years straight. Um, Yeah, that that is... I love this. Man, I'm happy. Ooh, we should have... Man, all this mixing of beers and stuff. We could have <laughs> taken some of that uh, Bill and Apfel with the Serendipity, mixed a little bit of that together. But well, we know what we're doing next, next time. time. Next time. <laughs> oh, there's always a next time. Well, there's always I, another after the final pour. Hey, where we take all the new Glarus beers and mix it into one glass and see who pukes first. None of us. It would be a delicious, delicious treat. the 45 minute mark <laughs> perfect that's a 45 minute burp um so brandon we 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 we, we basically discussed oh, one of the things i also wanted to those things was mentioned on one of the bottles is that their their focus at new glaris with it being employee owned and you know they were offered numerous times to be bought out by abm bev and please if you get the chance watch the the tale of spotted cow on on youtube or on their website or buy the dvd for 15 bucks it's um it is pretty interesting. They got offered like two or three times by Anheuser Busch to be bought out. Oh wow! And she basically just like, like she brought them to the tour and everything, and then showed them the door, 
kicked their butts out and went back to work because where they were where they come from you know they, they didn't have money and they started this and so they they really are employee focused and that's an employee-owned company and they're doing really good things and they they even got uh i think it was 1.6 or 1.7 million dollars uh for being like so crazy uh energy energy um, efficient, efficient yeah. which is amazing so not only are they providing for you know having this business uh where they're providing for themselves and taking care of their employees they, they compare it to like an upside down pyramid you know where at the top is actually the bottom so the owners are at the bottom and you work your way up to the top where you know that's where all your employees are you take care of your employees you end up with a great product and people who are willing to put in that extra time people who actually care about what they're doing and at the end of the day when you're making beer and you got people who care about you well you pretty much hit the jackpot as far as a career goes so that has always been one of the things i've also really enjoyed about so how do we go work for uh, there's a thing online where i think we can apply so we can quit this stupid uh podcast that we do just joking i love this podcast we'd keep doing it uh we could just apply man let's see what happens all right <laughs> but um yeah um any final uh, impressions on either new glarus or you know the beers or all of it so just in new glarus in general the experience of going there is pretty awesome um and i know they have said like despite like wisconsin standards at this point like they're they're locked down. I don't think they're doing tours right now. They're, they're not. Yeah, you know they're just focusing on producing amazing beer, and they do that well. Um, but when things get better and open up, and they loosen their restrictions, like it is totally a place you need to check out because it looks. You drive up there, it looks like a castle. Like it's like <laughs> driving up to a castle, and and the town itself is pretty awesome. The one time I, you know, I had gone to the town, well, I think I've been there like twice. Um, but the one time I stayed in the town for a while, I went and I was like, oh, let's hit some of the local bars. We, I did a little bar hop. Did they have any New Glarus beers on top? Every bar, <laughs> it was like only New Glarus. Um, but the awesome thing is everything, they all have beer to go too. Like you sit at the bar and there's like a rack behind you of just like six packs that you could just excuse me, pick up and go. That's awesome. Like... The experience there is just phenomenal, um, and I'd gone for, uh, I can never remember the name, is it the Beer, Bacon, and Cheese Festival? I think that's what it is. I think that's the name of it. Um, I'd gone there for that once. You and I were really considering going this year. Oh, yeah. Together. And it was a, it's an amazing fest. Um, there's hotels out there that are, that kind of are throwbacks to the old Swiss days. Um, I stayed at one before, and they do all, like, like, you stay at the hotel, you can add on, like, you get the buffet every night. And they do just, like, this spread of, like, just Swiss-style food. Um, I'm so sad I'm not So there. awesome. And then just the scenery is beautiful. Uh, and I I think, well, what, the last time I was there, New Glarus had two locations. And it was their original location, which is, like, a tiny, like, looks like a garage, almost, like, a really big garage with some add-ons um, in a parking lot. And then their new place, which is just like, you know, it's almost, I don't want to say a mountaintop, but you drive up a little bit and then it's like just this huge spread up there. And it's, it's pretty awesome and it's definitely worth a visit. So that's my experience with New Glarus. Um, they provide an overall like great experience. You know, if you go there um, and their beer you take away is just flipping awesome, man. Yeah, I, I... Like I, like we said earlier about going to the Great Lakes Brewfest, I looked forward to going up there because I would always bring back beer, um, you know, even though we drank a bunch of beer, and then normally we'd go and drink more beer after the fest, and then wake up and regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but on our way back, you know, I, I'd always grab you know a bunch of beer and, and cheese to bring bring back home, um, and I'm sad I'm not gonna be able to go to that fest this year but i think i am going to make the trip up there because that's where i can get the Oktoberfest, and i think staghorn comes out around that time and all the other uh beers that they release in the fall is to me that's that fest was like the end of summer for me <laughs> you know like well no that beer fest was the, the beer bacon whatever fest happens in june every mm -hmm. year yeah so that being like the beginning that yeah. would have be, been great to do yeah. do that and then go to great lakes beer oh fest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great lakes, lakes beer, beer fest. fest yep that was always the end of summer for me yep so I think I'll make my way back up there, you know, and uh, grab some some beer. I would, I've been talking about wanting to go to New Glarus for a while. Uh, Mike, 
uh, you know, who's finally on an episode, our number one fan. Thanks, Mike. Uh, he got engaged there, you know. So uh, New Glarus has a, a, even though they do not distribute here in Chicago, most people that I know have a very close relationship with that beer and the brand, and we all look forward to drinking it when we have it. And uh, I will say this: I have aged the Wisconsin Belgian Cherry and Serendipity. They taste great. It does not. I mean. It's not a beer to be aged, I guess, but yeah. I, I kind of treat it, it like wine. But every time, I mean, talking like, I think I said like five years was for the serendipity. And then that wasn't the one that tasted like Welch's grape juice, by the <laughs> way. I didn't check that one in. But the uh, Belgian cherries I've held on to for a couple of years. You still have a big format yep. bottle. Now they're in the 12 ounces. I think Mike even has some 12 ounce for a couple of years ago. So, yeah, New Glarus, keep doing what you guys do. You rule. We love you. We can't wait. Where Brandon and I can come up there together, hold hands, and skip through the brewery. And, and maybe do an episode up there. That would be great. I would absolutely love that. Speaking of which, um, there's a couple of breweries uh, in mind that we're uh, trying to get in touch with that we'll be doing. So the whole Slogger episode was so much fun that we started reaching out to some other breweries. And uh, you know, just expect a couple more of those on the way sooner than later. Totally. Um, I think we're going to forego the Christmas in July because, well, by the time this episode's done, <laughs> July is going to be ending. Yep. So eh, we'll save Christmas for Christmas this year. Yep. Um, well, you got anything else to say, buddy? No, I, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we, def- we definitely appreciate it. Uh, and again, like, I'm just going to push, like, if you get a chance when New Glarus reopens, like, that's the place to go, man. It is... You know, if you live in the city, I know a lot of our listeners are in the city, but if you get a chance, man, and you haven't been there, check it out. And it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, and I, I am I'm, I have not been up there, and as I said too, uh, even if you right now, if you just want to grab some new glares, just go right over the board. It's a quick drive. Grab some beers, you won't be disappointed. Look for the mix packs; they're they're awesome. The the mix packs are always great because you get some spotted cows, you get some two women in there and then you know the last time i got it, i got the coffee stout in there as well and moon man Ooh, we didn't even talk oh, on, moon touch man. on moon man oh, one of the greatest pale ales ever made i put it up there with sierra nevada's pale ale oh see you know what like that was available and i passed on that ah, i saved those for my last beers except for the coffee stout yeah. that i left in the mix bag right. oh no i take that back they were the first beers that i drank because i love them so much <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's a pale ale. It's great. Yeah. Well, uh, Brandon, I love you, buddy. Love you too, Tony. It's always a good time. I love doing this show with you. And thank you uh, to everybody who listens and continues to support us. We appreciate it. And we're going to continue to keep bringing you some sweet, sweet shows. And uh... yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's all we can offer you right now. Maybe yep. one day those stickers and coasters we have will be available. We'll see. We're still working on that. Or just hit us up. And, you know, if you're nice enough, we'll send some to you. That's true. And if you got, uh, yeah, if you have any uh, recommendations for breweries, beers, shows, uh, ideas, please email us at themaltinghour at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the malting hour at the malting hour. Just, you know, we're, we're everywhere, man. We are the malting hour. Yeah, that, that is us. Uh, so that's it. Till next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.